0: What is going on, everybody? It is your girl, Damio Shodi, the host and the creator of The Planter. If you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in for your first time or second time or maybe even your third time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you've been listening and if you just family, what's going on? I'm so appreciative that you are back and that you have listened to yet another episode of The Planter. So this podcast episode. Um, we are going to be talking about the delusion of idols, the delusion of idols. So I have been reading Jeremiah for some weeks now. So even before all of this pandemic, everything, God has already been speaking to me about the heart of I would say, especially our nation and just people. Um, and I find it so interesting now, as stressful it has been, or it could be, that everything that could be an idol for anybody has been really been canceled. So even if it was sports or if it was entertainment or even if, even he, if people or whatever, it has been stripped. Jobs have been taken away. Different things have been taken away and I, f- I feel that God is using this as a way to get people back to his heart and to literally strip everything that we have known to take his place and literally allow us to focus just on him. Partly that is what is the reasoning behind um, what is happening in our current state. So I was journaling, kind of just reading the word, and I was looking at Jeremiah 5. Now, if you've looked at the book of Jeremiah, I mean, honestly, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've read it, and I'm reading it now, and I'm like, oh, Lord, like, God, does, end, does the message change? <laughs> does the message change? How many times poor Jeremiah is crying He's hurt. His family has betrayed him. They're even trying to kill him. I'm telling you, the Bible is interesting. But I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so. Ew. But he just gave me so many lessons and so many understandings that are uh, that are current for this time. So I'm gonna start off with some truths that just can be found in Jeremiah, but can be found in other scripture as well. Um, And then show how idols are basically putting up a screen or a lie that is trapping people um, and turning them away from God and just kind of sharing God's mercy and how even if we are out here tripping, he is still so merciful and he has a heart to save us. So this is one truth. God is the provider of all things and the creator. Now, the world and the and the system is trying to now say that the universe is the creator. But clearly, according to scripture, God is the creator of the universe and the creator of everything. So in Colossians 1.16, it says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, Whether thrones or power or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. That's scripture. Another truth, you desire to take care of your children. And I mean, the Bible has so many promises and so many scriptures talking about provision. I'm going to give you two. Psalms 37, 25 says, when I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. Matthew six twenty-eight through 31 And why worry about your clothing? Look at the li- lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for, fl- for wildflowers, That are here today thrown into the fire tomorrow. He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about the things saying. About these things saying. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These are the things that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So these are truths and we know these are truths because the Bible does not lie. The Bible is the word of God. It is, it is his, it is his word to us and reveals his character and who he is to us. So we know that we can trust what the Bible says. It is true. It is Holy spirit breathed upon the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Bible, no matter what day and age it is from the 1950 to the 1800s to now, the Bible is so relevant in it's a breathing document that God used to speak to us. And these two truths are true. God is the creator of all things. That can be our job. That can be the air we breathe, our bodies. and It can be the universe. Everything is created by God. And another truth is he desires to care for his children. He desires to meet the needs of his children because he loves us. It's not anything that we could have given to him, but even if he can meet the needs of lilies in the water, he is determined and he loves and and finds pleasure in meeting the needs of his children. Now, as humans, we can reject these truths and put another thing in place where God is supposed to be and this is where idols come in. It's anything that could replace the 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 area in our heart where God is supposed to be. So idols can be money, power, accolades, our purpose, religion, actual objects, and a dangerous one of today is our desires. I mean, look, religion is a is a is a is a scary idol, okay? I, after reading the word and just looking at the book of Acts and, and even the gospel of Jesus and all the different things, I'm like, wow, like the religion is what killed Jesus. Like the religion, the people wanting to stay to what they know to be true and not be transformed by the Holy Spirit, literally killed Jesus and, and killed the apostles and put Paul in jail and all of these crazy things. Religion is a scary idol to worship. You may think that you're serving God, but ultimately you're serving your systems and you're serving your man-made thoughts of what you perceive of God, but it's not even the revelation from the Holy Spirit. You can idolize your purpose. Oh, my purpose, even in even in the uh, the secular world now, purpose is becoming a big thing. My purpose, I need to live out my purpose, my purpose. But we forget the one who gives us the purpose. We forget the one, the source of our purpose accolades we knew that one power money everybody i mean money is a big one especially here in the u.s uh we become very greedy so we want to hold on to our our money and i mean i think the biggest one today is our desires we want to we want to serve our desires and we don't want to serve god God is the one who's in charge, specifically through Jesus Christ. Um, he, he's, he's, he died on the cross for us, and he basically gave us a connection back to God. He's given us access to God to come to his, his throne boldly and live our lives for him, and that he can demonstrate his love through us on this earth, right? But we, as a society, are looking to serve our own desires, our feelings over God, so things we know in scripture that scripture clearly says are uh saddens the lord or is is not in his will we do them because it is what we feel it's what we desire and when we serve our desires we are coming against the covenant in which god has has set out for us which is to love the lord with all your heart and all your strength and all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself so if I'm serving my desires, I'm just serving the desires of my body. I'm deser—I'm serving, oh, I, you know, this is what I want to do. And I do it because I want to, not because God said um, this is pleasing to him. Or serving, even even, how can I even say? Serving, let me even backtrack here. Let me even backtrack. Let me even backtrack. As humans, we can reject these truths and put another thing in place where... God is supposed to be. Some examples could be money, power, accolades, our purpose, religion, actual objects, and our desire. I mean, we know that money is a, is a big one. Um, we can become very greedy and serve money. That is why, um, Especially with people losing their jobs. They're not only losing their jobs or what they believe is their sense of security, but they're losing their, they're losing the thing that is sustaining them, that they believe is their source, that they believe is their provider. And now that they've lost their job, they feel like I've lost everything. I have no purpose in life. People can lose the power, the accolades. Religion, religion is a very scary god to follow, and and basically, religion is just man-made um, structures that don't even pers- that don't even come from the perception or the view of the Holy Spirit. Well, as I read the Bible, it, it it astounds me that religion is what killed Jesus. Religion is what killed um, Paul and all these different apostles. Religion, because people could not let go of their man made structures and systems that don't even show the goodness of God, that don't even show his actual message. We believed so hardly in those things we were willing to kill. Religion kills people. Okay. So if you are serving religion, ask God to reveal to you, am I a religious person? Am I serving? Religion has us out here calling other believers outside of their names, calling them that they're going to hell. Oh, believers against believers. But that spirit of religion is so deep. So religion is a a big one. Actual objects in today's age right now we are serving objects like sage and all these different things this is the thing sage could have its own purpose but when we now put a power of what god is supposed to be in 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 that item we've now made it an idol and that's where the problem is so you may believe that you're using all these objects to chase out spirits and put in negative or replace negative energy with positive energy but that is the job of the holy spirit like i said that god is to of all things, he's the creator of all things, and he wants to. He 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 desires to care for his children. Don't you think if you call on the name of Jesus Christ or call on the Holy Spirit to come in and sweep up every um, demonic spirit in your home, that it can be done? So why are we now putting our faith into objects? And that's how we easily be falling into witchcraft. That's how we're easily following to things that don't glorify God because we're making idols out of objects. You see, it's so insidious. It's such a small thing that, oh, but this is what the world is doing. Especially those of us who are um, business owners and who are creating platforms and all these different things. You cannot put your power into objects. It seems harmless, but I'm telling you, It's dangerous. It can become an idol and it will replace in your heart where the Holy Spirit is supposed to be the Holy Spirit and God, God being three person is supposed to be your source, not objects. And the biggest one today in today's age is our desires. We serve our desires and we don't serve God. We take our desires over God. Things that clearly scripture has said is not okay. We will continue to serve them because it's our desires it takes the power of god honestly to come and shift a man's heart and to help a man relieve himself of what he's desired to now serve the lord that his desire will be to serve the lord we 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 want relationships we we want to we want to do all these things and we harm people in the way just to get what we want because it was our desire. Well, you know, I just wanted them for sex. Like I didn't want them for anything else. It was my desire to do that. So, but whatever happened to the people along the way that you did that to, you know, it it, it offended God. But you did it because it's your desire. And that is the lie that the world is showing and pushing out to us. Desire. Serve your desire. Serve who you are. It's your body. It's your choice. It's who you are. Serve yourself. It is a lie. You, you are, you are a daughter and you are a son of God. You are not a slave to your body. You are not a slave to your desires. We are called to have the fruit of the spirit, self control, joy, kindness, peace, all of them. You can look them up. We're supposed to have the fruits of the spirit. We're not supposed to be enslaved to our desires. How can God use us if we are enslaved to our desires, a slave to desire? We need more and more and more. We need to serve our body. Pleasure is all we need. Oh, I just need to feel this way. I need to be with this type of person. I need to do that. When clearly if we go before God and ask him, what does he think? You would be surprised, and I've said it before on this podcast, you would be surprised that the things that we have said and we believe are okay, God may not find okay. But because we are being, I would say, tricked into believing that our desires are our thermometer of how well we're living, then we will do it because that's, that's what our desires say. And this is the thing that we don't understand by doing this, by having idols in our hearts and replacing God with these idols, we are violating the new covenant that was created under Jesus Christ, which was simple to love the Lord with all your heart, all your strength and all your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no way that we can love God Fully, when we have something in place of Him, and Jesus said, it, He said, we cannot serve two masters. Uh, you, how does the scripture say? You can't serve two masters. Uh, you either serve money uh, or something like that. Let me even look it up. Okay, here we go. No, it's it's Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold on to one and despise the other. Then it even says you cannot serve God and money or you cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God with your whole heart and your whole soul when there is another in place. And that's what the Israelites were doing. They were physically serving other gods that God had clearly told them is not of him. That do not marry outside of Israel. Do not do this. See, he had given Israelites all of these r- rules and you can read them in Deuteronomy. And Moses had said, if you do these things, it will not be well with you. And lo and behold, when you get to Jeremiah, literally all of Jeremiah is God telling the children, Turn back to me or else, or else this is what will happen. This is what's going to happen. The children of Israel were so delusioned by their idols, serving Baal, sacrificing their children. Um, even the, the Bible even says even the families, everybody in the family was contributing to to making sacrifices and and doing rituals for these idols. They were so delusioned that they didn't even know what was right and what was wrong anymore. Their lips said one thing, but they were doing another thing. Ju- they didn't have any justice. There was no justice in the land. They were lying to each other and they were lying to God. So how can they serve this idol yet? be serving God. It it can't happen. That is why it's so dangerous. Our desires can be our own idols. And that is one thing that God is shaking up in this time period, your desires, having a a desire for him, having a desire for his heart is what he's looking for. And then also that is why it's dangerous. And I'm going to mention, I'm going to say it. People are part of Greek life. The issue is that those things can become an idol in your heart and replace God, even though it seems that, oh, this this is a part of God and all these different things. When you look at your ritual books, because, I mean, we can find them online. It's not hard to find them. You're not saying your 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 oaths or whoever or whatever to God or all these rituals. They're not to the whole to, to Jesus Christ. They're to another. And it replaces and gives an idol in your heart. And you can watch so many different um people who have denounced and and see why they denounced and what has happened and and all these different things you can find it there but it violates the covenant to love God with all your heart because you cannot serve two you can't serve sage thinking that it's going to take all, all these negative energy or whatever out of your house and serve the lord at the same time you're going to hate one and serve the other So this is the thing, we need to open our eyes to the deception, the lies. As we continue to serve idols and make things idols in place of where God is supposed to fill, we continue to sin, which separates us from God we will continue to just believe that, oh, I'm not doing anything wrong. And that's the deception of it all. We continue to get further and further away from God and we continue to get so complacent in our sin, we don't even know that we're sinning anymore. We're just doing it. And that's what was happening to the Israelites. They were literally sinning so badly. Like the the land was filled with their sin to the point that it angered God so much that to send them to to a, a foreign land for 70, was it 75 years? He was so angered. But do you know how many years of foolishness these people have been doing this? I mean, he had let them live in peace for so many years up until he's like, you know what? I can't with y'all. Y'all is tripping. Y'all are so delusioned and so lost that there's nothing that will help you. Even if you cry, even if all, if you start crying, I can't even help you because your sin is too much. It separates us from God. So my, my, my. My charge to you is what are the things that are causing you to be separated from God? what actions are we doing? Is it sexual immorality? Is that something that we're doing? Is it idolizing our business, idolizing our spouses, our children, idolizing our platforms, idolizing our purpose, idolizing physical objects and coaches and 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 systems? Even that too can be dangerous if we put it in place of God. And that's the thing. All of these things happen over time. How can it, that the children of Israel were so like, this is a God that rescued us from the Egyptian's to the point that they don't even recognize who God was anymore. They were burning incense, incense, but they were also burning incenses for other gods. They were so delusioned in, 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 in where they were in their placement of, of their, of who they are in God's, in God's eyes because the sin was too much. It separated them. And that is a delusion of the enemy in this time period to get you so entrapped into all of this wickedness that you don't even know and that's how people are ending up in hell. That's how people are ending up because we are so far gone from God because the sin has separated us. And it's not that he was like, "Oh, well, I want to let them go." Like he's doing everything. God loves people more than we love people, okay? Someone to say, "Well, how come this person in this other country doesn't know and are they going to be charged?" Trust me, God is is doing what he what he knows because he's the creator of all things. We don't need to worry about that. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to reach those people in other countries and all those different places. He knows. Okay. But for those of us who are here, we, we are aware of God. Be mindful. What is it? Or what are the things that could be taking place from, for God in your heart that are separating slowly and surely are separating you from him? Another thing about the deception. Temptations come to entrap us in sin and we become more separated. What is truth becomes a lie and what is good and pleasing is not desired. Um, a perfect example of this is in relationships. People sometimes cheat not because you know, the other person was just so bad, but it's the thrill of doing something that is, it's is—it's—it's—it's it's more of a thrill, like the thrill of doing something that is negative, the thrill of not getting caught. So then we don't even want normalcy. I remember seeing this post, with people commenting about relationships and how they wish they had married this other woman, woman instead of the one that they're with now. And the, oh, it was my first love because it was so passionate. It was so this and so that, but not because the women, the women that they're with now are bad, but it's because they're, they're secure and they're normal. And we don't want that. We want something that is, that is, that, that is, that is wild and crazy. That doesn't make any sense. at all. We, now that's what we desire. We desire those things rather than normalcy. We desire those things that are, that are not pleasing, that are not good to the Lord that's what we desire and it's more because our desires in our heart are trapping us into committing more sin and that's why we need to be cautious about um what are we what are we desiring what is in our hearts is something polluting our hearts and is something having access to our hearts is the music that we're listening to is the people we're hanging around are they shaping our desires what are we allowing in that can be trapping us to commit sins that will cause us to even think that what is good is not bad. The Israelites, the same God that told them to take care of the foreigners and the widows and all these different things. I mean, they're literally sacrificing these people, sacrificing their children, Sacrifice that the that that children are a blessing from God. These people are delusional to thinking now they need to sacrifice their children to all these other gods that did nothing for them. Like how does somebody go from loving the Lord and then turning to that's what they're going to do. And that's what sin does. And that's what our desires do. And I think in James, it mentions about the desires that our wicked desires. And that's what entraps us. And then we, um, those wicked desires um, birth sin and then sin um, causes death. So we need to look at our desires. Our desires cannot be the leading factor in how we act every day. Like they cannot be because we are in a fallen world. We are fallen people. So what we desire at times will be opposing to the Lord. And just because of our nature, our body, our sinful nature. So that's why when we make decisions, when we do things, we have to bring it up towards scripture and see that, okay, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? According to God, Holy Spirit, what am I supposed to be doing? We cannot make an idol out of our desires because it quickly, we will just be doing things that are just crazy. Okay. And I love this scripture. So in Proverbs 14, 12, it says, there is a way that appears right to be right, but in the end it leads to death. So there's a way that appears right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So again, our desires are misleading, making an idol out of our desires, making an idol out of things that are not pleasing to God or anything that can take a place of God can literally lead us to death and lead us from complete separation from God. But I have good news. I have good hope. As much as this world is so fallen and we are, we have fallen into a delusion of what we should be serving and who we should be serving and all of that, God is still so faithful because he will give us time and the wisdom to correct our path. One thing that was really pointed out to me as I'm reading Jeremiah is God is, yes, saying that, okay, they're going to go to Babylon. They're going to go to Babylon. But in the same breath, literally, like you can read all of it, and then in the next verse, he'll be like, but if my people will turn to me, if my people will come back to me, and he literally keeps saying this throughout the whole book of Jeremiah. Like, he keeps pleading with the people that I know that you're doing this, your hearts are so wicked, but if you turn back to me, I'll replenish your lands, I will do this, I will do that. So meaning that even though we are in sin, God still gives us a chance to turn our way back to him. He still gives us a heart to turn back to who he is and what he's desiring for us. Even if we are on the left, as in we are the prodigal son, God will still let us turn back to him and give us an opportunity. Because I I know there's a scripture that mentions that he doesn't wish for any of us to perish and is not acting because he's, or he's not slow to act, but he wishes that none of us will perish. There we go. Um, that, he's basically, he's giving us an opportunity. And I found that so interesting. Like for years, Jeremiah was out here telling the people of Israel, turn back, like, turn back, turn back. But if you don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Turn back. But if you don't, so literally he was still giving them time. He was still pleading with them to please turn back. And if you don't know how God is so all knowing and so wise, he will give you the wisdom. So now if you're feeling convicted that maybe there is something, there's this thing that I've been struggling with and I don't know how to turn from it, Lord, I'm struggling. He can give you the wisdom on how to move forward. So repent from your actions. This is a call to repentance. Repent from your sins. Repent from your idols. And God will literally give you the wisdom on how to move forward, on how to continue walking in a way that is pleasing to him and that is honoring to him in whatever area that may be. And I don't care what you've done. And that's the beauty of it. I mean, these people were murdering their kids. They were out here to follow the land. They were doing all that. But God still even, even base, get base. He was still going to restore their land even after the 75 years, even after all that hoopla they were doing. He was still going to bring them back to their land. He was still going to let, allow them to prosper, even, in, even after his, his correction. So God is willing and he is open to giving you the wisdom that you need to turn away from your sin, turn away from your idols and, and serve him with your whole heart and serve him with who you are. So we don't need to idolize our businesses. We don't need to idolize whatever it is that has been an idol in our lives. Our desires our just what we want, what our body craves and all these different things. We don't need to fall victim or um, fall into the trap of the enemy into feeling that we just need to serve those things and we'll be happy. No, we need to serve the one and true living God, which is Jesus Christ. So. God is still so faithful, even in our sin. And for me, I think this is one of the biggest testaments um, to God. One of the biggest miracles that God does daily is to change the human heart and cause it to surrender to him. Giving people salvation is, is one thing. And in part of that, it is really changing the heart. You know, we see people getting healed and all those different things, but internally changing a human heart to surrender to him is a big deal. It is the biggest, in my opinion, the biggest miracle that he does. And it's a miracle that we do not see. It's a miracle that is not apparent immediately. But when I tell you when he grabs hold of your heart and changes your heart, that's when real transformation that can come out outwardly happens. That's when we see people healing people and casting out demons and living a life that glorifies God, that is full of power, full of anointing, but it all comes from a surrendered heart. So to me, that is one of the biggest miracles that God does. And um, it's just amazing when you see the transformation in people. And that's why we can't be so quick to judge, oh, that person's not Christian. enough. That person's not this. That person is not that. You have no idea where that person was coming from. What God has delivered them from and changed their heart because they could have been walking on a path to death, but he changed them and gave them life and life more abundantly. So I don't know. I just wanted to mention that, that the biggest miracle that I see that God does daily is to change the human heart and cause it to surrender to him. So, again, this is a call to repent if you have been having things in place um, that you think are going to um, serve you or that are that are going to provide for you. If it was your job, if it was your purpose, your business, if it was sage and incenses and crystals, um, if it was even religion, the serving religion and thinking that you need to stick to this structure and this and another repent. Allow God to change your heart and ask him how, like, let him come in and just give him all access onto how. So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, I pray that it was impactful for you. And again, if you are looking to create a podcast and you don't know where to start and you want to create a podcast that has longevity and sustainability, Sign up for the podcast from scratch course. I would love to see you there. Um, I mean, we're going to be speaking for seven weeks online. You and me with a group of um, other change agents that really want to change where their, their, their space of influence. We're going to be there. We're going to be talking. We're going to be strategizing. And we're going to be creating some really great podcasts from this course. So, again, if you're interested, make sure to click the link below. Sign up. And if you have any questions, let me know. Email me at theplanter at gmail.com. Any questions, just email me there. So thank you so much for listening. I pray this has touched you and helped you. And I will speak to you on another episode. Bye.